Previously on the Jay and Dan podcast. Mm-hmm. Producer Tim just left. We were on our way over here to do the podcast. He's like, I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. Because he had a, a big bottle of Buckley's. And he shook, he's chugged like three quarters of that. I don't think he should be getting behind the wheel, to be perfectly <laughs> honest. He's driving a Brampton. Mm-hmm. This would be classified as a flu because I keep waking up in a puddle. Like it's like someone yeah. put me in a yeah. bathtub and placed me back why, in the bed. Why are you here? I'm fine. Mm-hmm. You look like third stage <laughs> Like, you've seen already two ghosts. <laughs> the third one's coming. Mm-hmm. I'm not sick at all. I don't yeah. get sick anymore. But s- Ever? No. Even I haven't been sick in years. Mm-hmm. Powerful, uh, uh, like, breathing with my finger under my nose. Like a... All the way to the top. Hold it in for six seconds. Breathe out my mouth. Mm-hmm. Big saliva guy. Big, yeah, <laughs> we got a lot of spit going in there. <laughs> I guess so. You're listening to the Jay and Dan Podcast. He's going to fire out some Kermits. It's the Jane Dan Podcast for January 20th. We're almost out of January. We're almost home free. Winter's almost over. Yeah, baby. Here's what I did notice. I, I know I joke about, hey, winter's almost over. No, the, you're serious. You're not joking about it. And The days are considerably longer already. <laughs> like, we're, we're light into past five o'clock. I love your optimism. I do. I love it. But I'm it, fine. It was cold today. It was chilly. <laughs> I was wearing shorts outside. Okay. <laughs> Got to toughen the body back up because, uh, yes, I, I did appear on last week's podcast, but after that, I called in sick for the next two days. So these were your first sick days ever. And uh, how did they feel? Somewhat cathartic? Well, the problem with the sick day is you're sick, so you can't be like, hey, let's party it up, man. Well, you kind of can. I mean, a little bit, but just not as much. Now, those cold meds, they f- with you. Yeah. There's something going on in there. So I, I sweat out everything. It, it lasted right. another three, four days. You had the, a genuine flu going on. No, sure. no barfing, no pooping, just the sweating. And everyone was ripping you about your sheets. Yeah, everyone was ripping about my sheets. Again, I never purchased these sheets. Um, and they were the third pair that I was on because... Uh, so they were like the break glass in case of emergency <laughs> sheets. And, at, and, at the, and they weren't sheets, it was duvet cover. Um, at the height of it, have you ever sweat so much you couldn't find a single dry spot of the bed? Well, usually before I get, I, before I get to that point, I maybe get up and shower. I showered too, but I just had to go to the couch. Uh, oh yeah, and then sweat all over that couch. And then you're not getting any of that sweat out. It's Sweat Couch 2020, the year of the Sweat Couch. But I'm all better now. Feeling like a million bucks, but kind of nice to just stay home and, right? And just, I don't know, just take a little time for Dan. A little, little Dan time. Yeah, I get stir crazy. I thought it was great that the first night that you were off, you were, you were texting us during the show. Like, yeah, that bit was a little too long. <laughs> no, no, that wasn't, wasn't quite right. <laughs> You're obsessed. You're work obsessed. It's because I find it easier to critique something I'm not a part of. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, yeah, it's, I just like that. And then Tim, you know, we mentioned Tim in the teaser there. 
Tim also took two days off. He, he took three because, remember, he called in sick the night of the, uh, the last podcast. Oh, that's right. So that was three days. And he's still, I got to say, he does not sound good still. No. No. It's a virus going around. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's a full-on flu, if it can be. It seems like flu. the flu is definitely going around. And you hear terrifying things like, I think I saw a 16-year-old kid in Winnipeg died from the flu. Oh, my God. Like, when people are dying from the flu, I'm starting to think, this, this isn't the flu anymore. This is like some sort of, this is contagion. Yeah, I actually had a lot of friends and relatives text me during this. I asked him if I was okay, and one of my cousins, uh, Dave, he said uh, he knew someone, went back to work, thought it was all over, went back too early. They were sick for a month. Yeah. A that could month. happen to you. That's why it's good that you stayed away. That's right. I stayed. You rested up. And I, I got ready in time for, um, for Rubio Tool's birthday party. It was uh, yesterday, Sunday the 19th. Because uh, she wanted this year to go to an escape room. Have you ever been to an escape room? I never have it. I never will. I will never return to one. I will never, ever. There's certain things. I saw there's like, in Kelowna, they have all these, uh, oh no, Saskatoon. Remember in Saskatoon, last time we were there, they have all those like floating, where you can just go into like rooms oh, yes. and just float. Those, uh, those chambers, yes. Yeah, those floating chambers. complete chambers. darkness, yes. Yeah, like, where, you know, yeah, all your senses are, like, kind of shut Sensory off. Sensory deprivation. That's Come right. On, it'll be fun. And I'm like, who in the living I would do that instead of an escape room. Yeah, I agree with that. But who would do either? Like, if, I'd rather just sit and pick my toes. <laughs> picky toes. <laughs> I want to get more into your cousin picky toes. If you want to feel like the dumbest you've ever felt in your life... Go into an escape room, especially with seven nine-year-old girls, because they are no help. They're just like, what's this? What's this? Is there a key here? I don't know what's going on. So the people are coming back every two seconds. They're like, okay, here's what you do next. They're like, no, you guys are doing great. And I'm like, no, we aren't at all. You're like, Tim made a great point. Like, you are literally the worst person to ever go into an escape room. And and the funniest part, they're giving, so I I sign up for this. There's a Harry Potter room. There was a a Star Wars room. There was a uh, Stranger's thing, a Stranger Things room. I said, well, we haven't watched any. And they said, no problem. So they, they, they line the kids up. They pick the Stranger Things room because you're in the upside down world. So you're in two different rooms. So the first thing they say to this lineup of little girls, all right, who's seen Stranger Things? And they're like, what's that? And I'm like, Uh, oh, boy. Boy, happy birthday. (laughs) And then, and then, there's a Papa John's right next door. So pizza comes with the the party. Was Papa John there? (laughs) Papa John. He creeps me out. He is. Imagine. Can we pull up that uh that interview stuff, Papa John. Imagine that was the final hurdle. You open the final lock, and he's standing there. He's there. He's like, better ingredients, better pizza. Yeah, yeah. By the end, he wasn't even saying Papa John's. He's like, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So they tell us, they say, yeah, you've got a party room. After you have your pizza, you can open your presents. The party room was the CSI escape room. No. <laughs> yes. Like, was... Like uh, David Caruso? No. Did have a picture of him? No, I wish I'd taken a picture. It was the saddest birthday room in the history of birthday rooms. CSI. Oh, man. When Caruso used to, like, have those lines in that show, eh, stuff? Were you a big CSI guy? 
Uh, you mean CSI Miami? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that was quite the good one. Yeah, that was amazing. He'd always have the nice one-liner, and then the music would kick yeah, in. Yeah, then... And the Papa John's pizza. How is Papa John's? I've never <laughs> actually had Papa John's pizza, ever. <laughs> the kids have eaten pizza before. At least three of them had their pizza, like... My pizza's broken <laughs> because it was so undercooked. Oh, no. It was just, they had to eat it like a ball. Oh, they had no. to, like, curl it into a ball oh, no. in order to get a bite it's of just it. Dough. Just <laughs> it's just dough. It's just, I'm like, I'm sorry, kids. I'm so sorry. Oh, I feel, now I feel like we got to let the Papa John's uh, senior management, we got to let Papa John know about this because Papa John won't be happy if one of his franchises fallen behind that much stuff, right? Well, he's left, and since then he's done an interview where he said the pizza isn't as good anymore. If you want right. To take a oh, listen that's right. Okay, yeah, here it is. I've had over 40 pizzas in the last 30 days, and it's not the same pizza. It's not the same product. It just doesn't taste as good. The way they're making the pizza, the way they're putting the pizza together is just not fundamentally sound to what makes a Papa John's pizza a Papa John's pizza. Yeah, okay. that's right. That pizza was not fundamentally sound. What? It was broken. <laughs> it was broken It was pizza. broken pizza. Broken Pizza would be a great name for a band. <laughs> and I didn't know Papa John's big thing is they give you a garlic dip and then they give you a banana pepper in the box. I, I guess the, it's their thing. Just one banana pepper? Yeah, in the corner of the box, all lonely Ooh. by itself. And what are you supposed to do with that? Just fight over it? <laughs> <laughs> I'll get that f***ing banana pepper. F*** you. <laughs> Can we get an extra banana pepper? One per box, can we get the pizza well done? What is that? You always ask for the pizza well done. That's the that's the one. Always. Always ask for the pizza well but done. But I didn't want to Everywhere. overstep my bounds at the old uh, escape room. I thought maybe they had the end to the good pizza at Papa John's. You should have known when you walked in and saw that big picture of Caruso. <laughs> <laughs> Kids, what would you like to do for your ninth birthday party? We'd like to go to a room with David Caruso's face <laughs> on it and eat uh, undercooked pizza. Papa John. Papa John. We've been watching, speaking of TV shows. There's Drive by Miami style. <laughs> so the question becomes, Alex, was the mob sent to draw us to the crime scene? Or sent to destroy it? All these stories get up and run away. You do, if you've got something to hide. <laughs> Listen, um, I don't want you to worry about it, all right, Mr. Coleman? Because I, I'll be your memory. <laughs> I don't know, he's missing from the scene. Maybe he took off. Or maybe <laughs> he got taken for a ride. <laughs> In a second, will she? Friend said she came down to drink mojitas and catch some sun. Well, it looks like something caught her. <laughs> Baby Caruso just delivered. Do you, you think guys couldn't see it, but there's a real art form to it, the way he puts on his sunglasses oh, yeah. every single time. Yeah, and I love, I didn't, I, I didn't really watch the show, but I remember I watched the finale, and I think they had the origin story of the glasses. <laughs> you know, there was that other younger cop in the precinct, and apparently he gave him the glasses when he first showed up uh, in Miami. That was the, that brought it all full circle. But we've been watching another show called uh 911 Lone Star. That's right. It's, oh it's getting massive uh um 
attention on yes. the CTV brand of networks? Absolutely, Dan. It is a uh, two-part premiere uh, after the NFC Championship game and then on Monday night as well. I got to say, pretty entertaining. Rob Lowe brings it. He brings it. And there's a little sense of humor to it, you know? He's like, he knows he's in, he's in it for the money. So he's got a little <laughs> tongue-in-cheek kind of humor going on. The premise is he was a firefighter in New York, uh, rebuilt their station after 9-11. That's right. And then moves to Austin. That's right, because a tragic event happens at an Austin uh, fire station, and many of the firefighters die. And so it, it, the station has to be rebuilt, essentially, and so they convince him to come down to Austin because he has done the same thing in Manhattan. And then, of course, he's a bit of a fish out of water. And then Liv Tyler is in it. As like, you know, the, at first she's like, I call the shots here, Captain. And then later they're, they're like at a bar and he's like a perfect line dancer. And she's <laughs> like, where did you learn that? And he's like, there was a bar called Hogs and Heifers in New York City in the 90s. <laughs> I went there every Wednesday. There was also a shirtless scene in the first episode already. It was, um, and my wife pointed this out to me, why she thinks not only was that there so that it, you could all see all the dudes shirtless. My wife. But apparently Rob Lowe has a skincare line because the premise of that scene was that the one firefighter had acne. <laughs> and so Rob Lowe comes up and he's like, are you washing with soap? You can't do that. That'll dry your skin out. Guys, gather around. I'm going to tell you the skincare regimen. And he actually goes through like a skincare yeah, regimen. I'm like, this is a odd. skincare ad. Right. And it turns out it probably, that's probably exactly what it was. So Rob Lowe, what a guy, right? Just making money, hanging he was, out. Uh, Parks and Rec. Then he was uh grinder, which oh, we both love. The grinder was so good. I, if it, I assume it's streaming somewhere. Yeah, it's gotta be. Somewhere. Go find it. It's a great, great show. Him and Fred Savage. Yeah. They were a great team. Hey, while we have a second, I uh, saw a video um, just before we went on here. Our good friend, Stuntman Stu, he has uh, been on this program before. He and I went to college in Ottawa together. He's a radio legend in Ottawa. Used to be the voice of the Senators, the in-house voice of the Ottawa Senators. Um, he posted a video um, informing everyone that his, uh, his form of cancer has returned. Um, so he's going to fight this again. And Stu, we just want you to know we're thinking of you, buddy. And he's uh, created the hashtag StuStrong2 with the number two. So send him your love. Yeah, definitely uh, fire guy. him a tweet. Uh, tell him you're thinking about him. That would be very nice of you guys. That's right. Um, oh, okay. This is exciting because we're going to bring in our, our guest. And we had a musician on last week. By the way, the, the Taggart and Torrance track. Unreal. The so score. funny. The, the score. Sc- such a great song, but the video is just unbelievable. So go check that out. The score, Taggart and Torrance. And the album comes out May 2-4, as he said. Um, another uh, friend of the program and the podcast, Brett Kissel of uh, Alberta. Good Alberta boy. He's been, uh, he's only 29, but he's been crushing it since he seems like he was a fetus. That he born with a guitar in his hand. <laughs> And he's just been doing his thing, and you see him all the time, country music awards, lots of videos, lots of acclaim. But this week, Dan, Brett Kissel has the number one song on Canadian country music radio. We were a million miles a minute, like the world was 
only spinning around for us Started a fire and we jumped in it Hotter than the center of the sun Slow kissing in a fast car Jeans sliding off in the rain Yeah Tonight it's got me smiling Buzzing on the memories we made Here's to those days The only thing I want to ask Brett about is, is that jeans sliding off in the rain. That's not easy to do. Your no. jeans get wet. It's the opposite. Right? Yeah, if you get your clothes wet, they stick to you. Exactly. So I feel like Brett's got to maybe change that lyric up, and we'll talk to him about that. <laughs> Brett. That's what he's going to love. <laughs> got some thoughts. But you're, uh, got some things I want to talk to you about. Lyric writing. Um, before we get to, uh, to Brett... Uh, the kids were off today in the GTA. Not your kids, but my kid. No, my kids go to renegade schools. Little little strike action by the teachers. So, um, stuff. This is wild. I had the kid home all day. And you know how I dealt with it? Went to lunch with a friend. I left. <laughs> I got out of there. And I said to my wife in the morning, I said, uh, hey, listen. I'll cancel if you want me to cancel. Because I made the plans to go out with my friend, you know, a week ago. And I didn't realize that the kids were going to be off today because of the strike. And she was like, no, I'll go. But she said it in a way like I could tell she really wanted me to cancel. And I still went. Because mm. I'm a bad father. <laughs> Six-hour lunch. <laughs> I took a couple I took a couple hours just to hang out. Where'd I, you go? At the Drake Hotel. Oh, did you get the burger? I did. It was delicious. Very it good still burger. holds up, and the fries are yummy. And they're they're doubling the size of the Drake Hotel. So they've bought the place to the right, not just the place. Because there's a like street three, to the left, three places. Wow! But they wanted four places, and there's uh, like I believe it's a Chinese food restaurant, and she was a holdout. So they're building kind of around her. <laughs> A bridge over top. Kind of. Like, it's going to be like that. But I think that's going to make it even cooler. Yeah, that'll be pretty neat. So, uh, go check that out. I think they're, they want to be open by the fall. Did you see what I crushed on the way home last night? Oh, I saw you. You uh, had a burger. Now, did you stop? There's a 24-hour Mickey D's close to us here. No, I took a producer G-Bone suggestion, and I stopped at the 24-hour one in Whitby. Yeah. And, uh, How's that one holding up nicely, I bet? Oh, yeah. yeah I was down. in and out of that drive-thru in two minutes. Now, did you get it with bacon? No, none. Okay. You, no let, Big Mac with bacon, just let, Big Mac. Well, let's talk about this because... Have you tried the one with bacon? No. Okay, I tried it over the weekend because this is their big campaign now, McDonald's. By the way, McDonald's sponsoring our television show now. So, you know, we're thrilled about that. And I had to try one with bacon. And we, and we aren't just fans of McDonald's because they're sponsored. We're legit fans. We just could never talk about it before because they didn't sponsor. Everybody's a yes. fan of McDonald's, and now we're just bigger fans. But uh, it was one, uh, one rare occurrence where I thought bacon did not improve the product. I like it sans bacon. It's a classic for a reason. Mm-hmm. And it's so messy. Like, yeah, it is, isn't it? Oh, man. And you 
are a eat it in the car on the way home kind of guy. No, no. I uh, didn't want to make a mess, and I was going to enjoy it, so... Did the fries on the way home. Okay, so G-Bone talked about that. Because I'm like you. I usually... I got the hand on the wheel. I'm crushing it. I've got, I'm focused on the road. It's not like I'm looking down at what I'm eating. I don't need to. But I usually do that. Delicious. Oh, my God. So good. So good. Let's see if we can get a hold of uh, Brett here. We're just having... What, do we have a number issue? No. I th- I'm texting him. Hey, Brett, you there? <laughs> you up? <laughs> I know he's here in Toronto. So he lives in Nashville now. Yes. Which is kind of cool. Um, he's living in Nashville now. Um, but I think he's here in Toronto promoting the new track, Drink About Me, which I really like the name of that song. So uh, maybe he's just uh, having a hard time uh, getting to the phone or something. Should we call someone else? I'm fine just uh, sitting here talking about escape rooms. By the way, remember when we were in Victoria for the podcast tour? There There was an escape room on every single corner there. Yeah, that's true. And here's the first thing. In the Vancouver Theater, there was an escape room in the basement. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. At the uh, The Vogue. At the Vogue Theater. Yeah. The first thing they tell you, though, technically, we can't lock you in. It's a fire violation. So once I knew I could come and go, I was in and out of that room every five minutes. I'm like, yeah, you guys got this. All right. See, you're not buying in, and that's you're not going to have as good of a time. I will say something, though. I can't believe I forgot to bring this up with you. Because when we were visiting you in Orono in the summer, you were big on the idea of opening up your own slime store. Slime. It's still the rage. Right? The kids are all into slime. And you thought, why not have a store where people can come and do birthday parties, right? Do slime and all that. It was going to be the slime headquarters of Canada. And we were all skeptical. Like, uh, I said... Monday to, Monday to Thursday, who's going to that store? Yeah. And then I'm like, yeah, I guess you got to Yeah, Monday to Thursday, 9 a.m. to 3. <laughs> who's in the slime And if store? that doesn't turn your crank. <laughs> and if there are adults in that slime store, I don't want to be here. <laughs> but, but, to your credit, I have now seen, oh, Kyle Brandt, who's on Good Morning Football, our buddy, Peter Schrager's buddy. Correct. He took his son to a birthday party. I heard this on the Jimmy Traina podcast. Took his son to a slime store in Manhattan for a party. So obviously, and I've heard about now multiple slime stores. Yes. So this is a thing now. This is your idea last, has been stolen by the Americans. Well, last year, Ruby's birthday party was a slime party, and I bought industrial levels uh, quantities of slime making products and that's what the kids did in huge Tupperware containers made slime they went nuts right they loved it yes a little bit better received than the escape room but no they still love the escape room I'm just old um, but so can't the slime store be an escape room during the day <laughs> I guess so escape the slime that's actually a really good idea kids don't want to escape the slime though what if you combine them you escape into slime. I also have a suggestion for parents um, when taking your kid uh, under 10 or any age to a birthday party. Let's hear it. Do not buy a present that is more than two pieces. I don't want to crochet this thing at home or build your own jewelry. That is a nightmare yeah, to bring home. That's horrible. Don't do that. Don't be that. I know your your daughter wants to Oh, I would love this. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, no. Uh, 
I, I totally hear you there. Because I think other parents maybe think, well, okay, you're always trying to figure out stuff for them to do. So get this person something that will take, you know, <laughs> occupy a little bit of time, but it just occupies you time <laughs> as, the, right. as the father. Yes. So you're, yeah, you're, it's really, the, the intention is good. But the intention's great. Yeah. Presents, you didn't have to bring presents, but just make it a one-parter. Yeah. Like a stuffy. Someone brought a uh, like a sloth. Ruby loves sloth. That's great. See, that's nice. That's just a stuffy. That's a nice thing to bring. What about a pair of sunglasses from a gas station? <laughs> yes. Just yes. bring that. Ones that look like ones that David Duval wore. You know? Just bring a pair of those. Show up. That's a funny gift. If you're going to any party this week, bring a pair of sunglasses from a gas station. I think it's a great you idea. You can buy, buy like three or four. Then they have their, their selection. They're like, wow. That's a great idea. You give multiple sunglasses from the gas station. I once uh, gave my brother, when uh, my niece and nephew were very young, hungry, hungry hippos. Mm. He called That's me. That's a funny gift. He called me right after the opener. I'm like, is there a hailstorm going on? <laughs> like, Thanks for the present. It was the loudest I'd ever heard yeah. anything over the phone. Yeah, that's a funny gag. That is. <laughs> that's a funny gag gift because everybody knows that gift. And you're kind of, even as a parent, you're kind of like, oh, this is, I remember this. And then it's just like. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. Um, make your own bracelets? No. No, none of that stuff. Slime or- making kits? No. Glitter, anything glitter, <laughs> yourself right to Friday. Just go <laughs> yourself with glitter. Honestly, I don't want to see any glitter in my house. Whenever she brings out the glitter, she's like, Daddy, glitter. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> I know. I'm going to kill somebody. <laughs> it's everywhere, and you can't get it out of <laughs> And then you'll see it on the, some couch. And, and I know it sounds impersonal, the gift card. Kids Love them. Yeah, there's nothing wrong. Kids with love them. Now, They're I like, I've got I, money. As, uh, uh, yeah, I think as the age gets a little <laughs> older, you're right, right? Like, I think if you're really, really young, you got to get some sort of toy thing. Six and up. They yeah, understand yeah. Six the gift and card. up, baby. You and you know what it. is killer? A card with cash. Ooh, yeah. Like, Sweet a kid money. remembers that. They're like, whoa. Yeah, and like, parents aren't carrying around as much cash anymore. So, cash is sort of a novelty, I think. Those dollar dollar bills, y'all. Who's excited about the premiere of Star Trek Picard this Thursday on Space? Is that uh, one of our products? Yes. Yes, me. I am. Oh, God. Patrick Stewart, such a great actor. Such an iconic role. Toolsy, you can get into so this. I am so fired up. Toolsy, you could start watching it right from the beginning. That's not going to happen. Oh, boy. It's going to be such a good show. CTV is killing it. Mass Singer. Mass Singer. I, I think I told you about Super my friend. Bowl. My daughter's friend who loves Mass Singer. She's like, can I watch CTV? I'm like, wow, that's music to every Bell Media executive's ears. Here's the thing, I, and I've discussed this before. Once I get my kids off of YouTube and they're on cable TV, they, love they sit there and watch. They're, yeah. they're like, they, they have never seen the commercials before. Uh, they're interested in the show. Yeah. I, you just got to get it off there. You know what? And then they're invested. Well, the other thing that was interesting, so, you know, my, my daughter listens to this kids bop stuff and I would always play it off my phone. But then the other day I put it on the, they have a kids bop channel on Sirius. 
So I flipped it on and, you know, we're halfway through a song and she's like, uh, daddy, can you fast forward this? I'm like, no, that's not how it works. Like it's the radio. Another person decides what we're listening to. And she's like, okay. Like once you explain, okay, this is just how it is. Yeah. Just ride the lightning with this. You're going to see, you're going to go ups and downs, but you might find something you haven't heard and you might like. And she's like, okay, that's cool. That's she what, was into it. That's what we do on the way to school in the mornings. I put it on the morning radio shows like uh, Marilyn Dennis's show and stuff. And they'll get on a topic and my kids will they'll want to know like, oh, we've got a list of the, the three hottest spots in Canada or something. Or this happened to me on the way to it. They're invested in the stories. Boy, Marilyn Dennis, give her credit, man. She's been getting up and doing that morning show forever. We've got to get her. We've, we've never had her on the podcast. Yeah, we do have to get her on. She's the nicest person, too. She is. She is Canadian TV and radio royalty. Here's another thing I wanted to bring up with you. Curb Your Enthusiasm made its premiere over the weekend. Oh, my God. Stoff, did you watch it? I have not watched it yet, no. You know, everything changes. Everything's new. Everything's different. And then you sit in for an episode of Curb, and it just feels... So dated in a beautiful way. Like, it's so funny still. He's so funny. He's such a curmudgeon. And he'll have a run-in with someone and then just say, see ya. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's what I love about it. It's like these face-to-face you confrontations, and then he'll be like, all right, bye. If I ever had that with a human, I would think about it for the rest of my life. I know. this is, But he's always said, this is obviously not how he is in real life. This is how he wishes he could be. See, that would be a good show for you, Tulsi. If it was like your inner monologue could come out in a character on television. Curb your Dan. <laughs> Just you hanging around Orono, getting mad at people at the green Or room. confronting parents who bring 37-part presents to birthday parties. I feel like this writes itself. <laughs> I feel like we got a show here. Ruby Olsen's the president. Hold it up. What the is this yes exactly what the f- is this exactly yes you practically are a young larry david i noticed his face was very this is the first time i've noticed this he's 70 years old yeah so the he's got the turkey neck but the face is like i know he's got makeup on but it's like wow i didn't take that close of a look oh man it's like i was a I was face deep in a Big Mac at that point. (laughs) Just a regular Sunday night at Toolsy's. Just face deep. Hey, I survived a birthday party. I I survived a full weekend of skiing just after being sick. And I was just like, I was gassed. You needed some Toolsy time. Yeah, I needed Toolsy time. (laughs) You need a little time with the slime and the Macs. I posed this question. I wanted to ask Stoff because um, at our ski hill, I mentioned how my daughters and I, we ski all the time. We ski five hours Friday, two hours Saturday during the blizzard. And this is not a gigantic hill. It's a hill. Like it's a 30 second run max from top to bottom. But the kids can't get enough. Um, So they had an apres ski event because it's not a licensed chalet. They only have a few a year because of liquor licenses. Sure. Yeah. It's archaic laws. So they had... uh, a musician playing, so it was a great atmosphere. You could get a, a glass of wine or a beer, and there was a taco bar. A taco bar. It was like set up like a salad bar. Yeah. Set like up a- just like you'd see something at catering at uh, a camp or something. Right, right. 
So, stuff. Yes. The taco bar was from 6 to 9. We got there uh, just after 7. So the taco's been sitting out a while. Mm-hmm. How much would you pay for an all-you-can-eat taco bar? That's an hour old already? <laughs> Maybe older. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Seven bucks? Okay, so that was the number I had in my mind. Okay. I went up. I'm like, okay, if this is eight or lower, I am in. It was $14. Whoa. I said, I can't eat $14 oh, worth man. of tacos, so I did not invest in the taco bar. Uh, here's my answer. No amount of... I would not pay anything for a taco bar at an unlicensed <laughs> ski chalet in the middle of rural Ontario. No... Chance. You can't screw it up. It's tomatoes, lettuce, sour cream, ground beef. I don't know how... I, have they cooked the ground beef mm-hmm. all the way through? Ground beef looked great. It looked like Taco Bell ground beef. Well, I don't know. Is that great? Yeah. It's well cooked. I... Yeah. I mean, but, uh, in I, a pinch, if I'm starving, I'm, I'm there. 100%. Uh, but. I was just over the illness, so I didn't want to... I didn't want to hold a light up to the... Uh, or hold a match up to the... So stop said seven, and you're saying fourteen was the actual price. So literally, stop. Double. Saying, I'll play, yeah, a, a double what you would expect to pay for a taco bar. Let's ask. Uh, we we have our guest here, Brett Kissel, a country music superstar. Brett, uh, well, let's let Dan pose you this question. If you went skiing one night uh, uh, in Ontario and. There was a um, taco bar set up, an all-you-can-eat taco bar. What are you willing to spend on an all-you-can-eat taco bar? Uh, great question. Uh, it's probably one of the better questions I've ever been asked in my career. <laughs> uh, I don't know, probably 30 bucks for all-you-can-eat. All okay, Whoa! I got to say, you are living <laughs> high on the hog in Nashville, my friend. Because, because Stoff and I, we had $8 in our head, but it was 14 and I said, way too steep. I'm not going to get my uh, my money's worth. Because this 14 is- for all you can eat? Yeah. I, I no only way. Wanted- I mean, four- 14 I- is for like two tacos. That's all I wanted. <laughs> but that's not how it works. No, my, my reservation was just the rural Ontario <laughs> ski chalet. That was, that's why I wouldn't pay it. See, I thought it might have been some uppity place, but yeah, if it's uh, if it's north of nowhere and south of nothing, then yeah, that might be tough. So you're from Flat Lake, Alberta. Much skiing going on in Flat Lake? Uh, no, absolutely none. But we do have one hill on our farm, one hill, and we make the best out of it. Also, a lot of uh, tobogany. Yeah, a bunch of that, a bunch of ice fishing, and uh, well, a whole bunch of drinking, especially in the wintertime to stay warm. <laughs> and Brett, you're, you and your family are in Nashville now, is that right? How long have you been living there? Uh, we made the move in 2012, my wife and I. And then, uh, obviously, you know, first comes love, then comes marriage, and then we got a bunch of kids now, too. we got three kids, and we're really excited that, you know, life is going very well for us in Nashville. Uh, but we spend our time, uh, quite a bit of time back home in Alberta, too, so we flip-flop a lot. So, so do you get a lot of visitors down there because yeah. you must get at least once, twice a month where a buddy comes to town or a couple comes to town or, or family comes to town where you're like, okay, here, here we got to do this again. You know what? It started that way at the very beginning of our time there. I mean, I think we were hosting people a couple times a month because Nashville is such an it city where people want to go to. So we were doing that. And now we get to a point where we send everybody a list. 
They go out to Tootsie's or on Broadway, <laughs> we meet them for a couple nice dinners or maybe a hockey game, and then that's about it. We're done playing tourists. Good for you. You've figured it out. Okay, let's talk about, let's take it back. You're a good friend of our good friend, the voice of the Montreal Canadiens, and of curling, Brian the Mood Dude Mudrick. And he told me to ask you about uh, the time you were invited to his annual golf tournament that he does every year, raises a ton of money for uh, for cancer research, and you were invited out there, and I understand that you ended up uh, crashing at his mom's house. Yeah, I did. I'll tell you, I, that was one of the most drunk I ever got, and also one of the most hungover mornings I've ever had. How, I mean, how did this all come together? I, I, how, how did you lose control? Well, I mean, number one, it's Boyle, Alberta. <laughs> That's right. And number two, there's, there's, it's so funny because there's, um, like, a drink, uh, you know these charity tournaments, there's drinks at the beginning uh, on the tea box, and then there's drinks on the green. So you go from the green to the tea, then the tea to the green, green to the tea, and you're having drinks. And it's only a nine-hole course. Yes, <laughs> with sand greens, or at least they used to have sand greens. I don't know. If it's still there. Yeah. So I mean, that was just one of those things. And I thought maybe I could go toe to toe with uh, with Brian because I was just in my my early twenties. Uh, big mistake, and I ended up sleeping on his mom's couch. Now I understand though. The next morning, though, you entertained the whole family. Well, there was a guitar there, so uh, I I made a fool of myself the night before. So I thought I could redeem myself by playing at least a couple of songs around breakfast yeah you got to pay for your room and board somehow Some, somehow so and everybody else seemed to be all all coupled up too so i just just kind of made my way to the couch and I, I was supposed to drive home that night but i mean after about 10 in the morning i was feeling a buzz so uh, i have to stay over <laughs> and then uh this is a bit of a sore spot for toolsy and i we talk about this all the time you're good friends with uh jordan everly new york islanders former oiler uh, good Regina, Saskatchewan guy, and we did a TV commercial with him. We thought we thought we'd become practically best friends with him. We thought we'd become pretty close, and then we find out he gets married, and we don't get invited <laughs> to the wedding. We were pretty devastated, and every time we call one of his goals on the show, now we we point out the fact that he didn't invite us to his wedding. You not only were invited, and you are very good friends with Jordan. You played at his wedding, is that right? Yeah, you know what, I, I, I'll tell you, I feel bad that you guys weren't invited, and I don't want to add salt into the wound, but uh, it was probably one of the most fun times I've ever had, and I think it was just so much fun to kind of let loose with everybody, and I didn't know what to get him. Like, he's a guy who's just kind of got everything, so I decided, hey, you know what, for your wedding, why don't me and my band play uh, play a couple songs? Well, a couple songs turned into a, a couple sets. We even got his dad, Darren, up there, and he was shredding on guitar and stuff like that. It was uh, it was one to remember. See, we could have emceed it. That would have been our gift. You know what, That I think you guys would have done a really, really good job. Uh, you know why he didn't ask us to do that? Because we would have charged him. <laughs> That's right. Uh, let me guess. There was only friends and family. Like, it, was a, it was a small wedding, right? That's why we weren't invited? You know what? Hey, I think I'm going to be digging a hole here pretty quick, and I'm probably going to get a text from Epps. So I'll just say, you know what? Just shoot him a text, and maybe he'll be there for his 10-year anniversary or something. Okay. We'll see. We've got a lot of we got a, a lot of amends to be made up there, for sure, with Ebbs. Now, <laughs> you have, we were talking about this earlier, the number one song in the country right now, Drink About Me. Is this your first, how many number ones? Is this your first number one? 
You know what? It's my first one in a, in a real long time. The uh, last one I had was a song of mine called Airwaves, and that was in 2015. So it's been a half decade. And uh, we've had a good run. I mean, we've had some great songs at Country Radio and some songs that have gone gold and everything like that. But to, you know, be at the top of the charts uh, was a huge, huge thing that uh, came across my plate this morning. And we were so excited. I've kind of been celebrating all day. Now, do you still get that feeling you must when it comes on the radio? I really do. Uh, honestly, guys, it's something that never gets old. I'll, I'll definitely take a minute to, to listen and to soak in that moment because there's a lot of hard work went into to getting there, and uh, I'm very, very thankful that it, that it happened. If you're, you're know, at a stoplight, if you're at a stoplight, do you put the windows down and just crank it? From time to time. Oh, yeah. I'm not above doing that. <laughs> Um, and then I've been looking at your, like your, you've toured so much and you've not only toured with your band as headliners, but you've opened for some big, big, huge stars. And I'm just curious, is there one particular artist that you guys, uh, played with or opened for, or were on the same bill and maybe a festival or something where you were just in awe, like just kind of blew your, blew you away? Yeah, you know, that's that's a great question. For me, 100%, it's Garth Brooks. You know what, he is the GOAT. He's the, he's the Wayne Gretzky of, of country music. He's the Muhammad Ali of country music. There's nobody like him. And he is so kind and generous and genuine that I've experienced, honestly, I believe what Cloud9 is. And it's standing on a steel stage next to Garth Brooks, singing with him in front of, 55,000 people. We did that together at Mosaic Stadium uh, in Regina, where the uh, Rough Riders play. I've done it uh, you know, a number of times in his arena shows. He's just the best entertainer in the world. It's Garth Brooks, man. Like You think about the legendary status he has, and the guys that came before him, became before you, it's almost like the, there was the renegade past to country music, like the, the George Jones and the stories about him not showing up to concerts and the people going to the bar next door, and he's passed out at the bar. Waylon Jennings taping George Jones to a tree because he was pissing him off because he was so drunk. Do you, the characters, um, they haven't died in country music. They've just kind of got their together. You know what? It's, uh, interesting you say that because I relate the previous generations of country music very much to like previous generations of hockey. Like you've heard all these stories about guys cracking beers in the dressing room or, you know, smoking a dart in the intermission. <laughs> yes, maybe even Ally Afraidy. <laughs> exactly. Like, those are legendary stories or the parties, you know, things that, you know, I guess, you know, guys could do or remember before the age of social media. Everybody's got, like, everybody's really, I don't know, I think they've tamed out. And when these kind of stories happen, it winds up on Twitter or on Instagram. So everybody's pretty well behaved. And I mean, you know what, to each their own, it's probably a good thing because there was a lot of debauchery that happened in hockey and a lot of debauchery that happened in country music <laughs> in previous generations. But uh, I'll tell you what, sometimes I miss those days because I think to myself, boy, would I ever like to let loose and let my hair down. But I can just see everybody in the restaurant or everybody in the bar has got their phones out. And this is going to wind up on Instagram or someone's Snapchat. Well, you know who's doing it is the country music audience because I... The, the Havelock Jamboree is a big country concert that happens uh, outside my hometown of Peterborough, Ontario. Oh, yeah. And the stories no, well, out of there every single time it happens is, they still let that happen? 
Oh, I know it's pretty crazy, but you know what? That's what happens when you kind of go up to uh, what I call the the redneck and hillbilly spots across Canada, and I, that's where I have the most fun. I played Havelock last summer. We headlined on Friday night, and I've never had an experience like that as a headliner. Like, everybody was partying. And then I've experienced that as well in Camels at the Big Valley Jamboree. Mm. You can find some good pockets across Canada where people still love to have some old-school fun. Uh, Craven, right? And And Saskatchewan is like a classic one too, right? Oh, yeah. Craven is outstanding. Uh, you know, and everybody loves Boots and Hearts nowadays. And Boots and Hearts is its own culture and its own thing. And when we get back to Boots, I promise you, we'll have a great time. But there was something real special we did this last year in playing small towns. And I think that's why maybe like Kraft Hockeyville and a bunch of the things that, you know, TSN has done over the years. Like when, when you guys did your tour and you went to all these communities, like people showed up in truckloads. I mean, there were tens of thousands of people because small town atmosphere. I mean, you just can't beat it. Well, and, and the smaller the town, the better the show for yeah. sure. Like it was always more fun the smaller the town was. You you mentioned yeah, uh, I agree. You mentioned the Boots and Hearts uh, Festival. It's a country music festival that happens in Ontario. It used to happen at uh, it's now Canadian Tire Motorsports Park, which used to be Mosport, uh, and it's five ten minutes from my house. And it's not there anymore because they outgrew the venue. I was at a race there this past summer, and I was talking to one of the security guards. And I said, oh, man, it's too bad you don't have Boots and Hearts anymore. They said to me, the weekend of Boots and Hearts, parents still show up to Canadian Tire Motorsports Park to pick up their kids. It hasn't been there for three years. (laughs) That's funny. That is so funny. I bet you it's the kids texting their parents and being like, hey, come pick us up at this place Yes, because they know they can get an extra couple hours out of the deal or nurse their hangover. Uh, Brett, it's great chatting with you, man. Yes. This is uh, I'm so happy for your success, and, uh, and you're such a good guy. Good Alberta boy. So uh, congratulations again. Uh, best of luck uh, for the rest of the year. And, uh, and, and if, if things get really wild at the Havelock Fest the next time you headline, you just uh, get an Uber to take you down the road to, to Dan's house and crash on his couch. Big time. You are more than welcome in Orono, Ontario. Well, thank you very much. And I promise you, when I wake up hungover in the morning, I'll entertain your family <laughs> with a couple country songs. Hey, and if the Orono Fair, this is true, if the Orono Fair comes calling, um, get in touch with me. It The Friday night country concert is massive every single year. Uh, the entire town comes out, the the nearby town. So if the Orno Fair asks you to play um, the first weekend of September this year, please say yes. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll have my agent uh, talk about it, and I hope we have a big old party there on Friday night at your place. Boom. And uh, it's the after party's always in my backyard. Okay, that's good. You know, in, you know, in the music business, because you just technically got me a gig, you're entitled to at least 5%. Oh, wow. I love this. I didn't even have to bring it up. It looks like the all-you-can-eat taco bars on Dan. <laughs> <laughs> well, we brought it all back around. Yeah, we'll have tacos, we'll have cold beer. I will bring my guitar. I, I, honestly, guys, I can't wait to spend more time with you because of all the interviews, this is what's great about this, of all the interviews I do, they're all country related and uh, stuff like that and it's great I love them but this one just takes it up a notch so I really appreciate getting a chance to talk sports and talk with you both one last question because uh, we talked about this early in the podcast because my daughter's birthday party was in an escape room have you ever been to an escape room oh great question no and I refuse to do it I'll yes, never do it good. my wife has wanted me to do it I'm never going to do it good for you don't you feel so dumb and you want out of there after 10 minutes yeah it's uh, never going to happen my band 
They do them all the time. In every town, every city, whenever there is one, they adjust their schedule to go to an escape room. Oh and they always say, God. Brett, you want to come? And no way. I will never do it. I get claustrophobic. I get scared. Uh, it's too real life to me. No, and I, I just know I would die. No, so I'm, I'm really, not going to do it. I think that's a very good way to finish off this interview. You answering that question perfectly. Perfectly. Well, thank you, guys. It's almost like we planned it. It is. Brett, thank you so much, my friend. We'll talk to you soon. See you, gentlemen. Thanks, Bye. buddy. What a nice guy. All right. We, uh, we've got a little uh, country music in there, a little all-you-can-eat taco bar. Some Big little, Mac, some Papa John's. Some slime. I still some glitter. I still go back in my head. The game, she turns, my pizza's broken. Papa John. <laughs> Dang gains. Better pizza. Better how do you f*** up pizza? Just always well done. Yes, always. Always well done. When you think you're going to take it out, no. Five minutes longer. Throw it in there more. It won't get worse. It'll get better. Um, all right. I guess we're going we're gonna to head back and do the television program now. It's All-Star Weekend this weekend. So it's going to start to, to really uh, calm down here this week. Yeah. It's going to be... We're going to have a hard time filling the hour, I think. He died hours before this accident ever happened. So our accident is not an accident at all. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, that was it. I didn't. Oh, there's hear- more. There's uh, quite a few minutes more. Oh, let's give a. Let's get to have a couple more. The tide is rising, and we have a sinking crime scene. It's not looking too good, Horatio. On the contrary, there's a chance this girl is alive and we are gonna find her. Wife, no matter how you cut it, divorce sucks. Frank, it's a killer. What's going on, Horatio? Alex, Miami, as a new breed of criminal. What are you going to do? I am going to get to the truth. Mob hit her issue. Yes, and it's time to head back. Oh, boy. I could listen to that all yeah, day. That's pretty good stuff right there. Thanks, stuff. Fix that microphone in there. I will uh, do my best. <laughs> sounds like you're in a, the bathtub. Sounds like you're in a toilet. It's probably, Perhaps. <laughs> and it, if you were in a bathtub, it would not be shocking yeah. or surprising. I'd love to take a soak. When was the last time you had a bath? Probably Regina. <laughs> <laughs> the, Regina, the bathing capital of Canada. Hey, I remember it by something. Uh, <laughs> Newfoundland, good luck digging out. Um... It was a crazy storm in Alberta, and uh, everyone else out west, stay warm. I know it was cold as balls. Ontario? Yeah, whatever. Yeah. It's where we live. We yeah. can't complain. Nope. Bye. They're going home!
This is the Jay and Dan Podcast. James Duffy presents the Rubber Boots Podcast. So we're sitting down at our table. The, the waiter comes up and he's like profusely sweating. <laughs> and this is like 100% his first line to us. He goes, Hello, I am not well. I'm very ill. <laughs> You ate there? I came down with it yesterday. I've just not been good. Not good at all. Get it at tsn.ca and anywhere you get your podcasts.